Well, South Australia has been given the green light to begin construction of six hunter-class frigates after the federal government announced plans to build its largest navy since World War II. The move will cost $11 billion over a decade and will expand the fleet from 11 to 26 vessels. The shipbuilding alone is forecast to create almost 4,000 jobs. Joining us now is South Australian Premier Peter Malinowskis. Morning to you, Peter. You've been accused of failing to stand up for South Australia this morning after the federal government actually cut the number of ships from nine to six. What do you say about that? Well, good morning, Nat. Well, look, I think in actual fact, when you examine the announcement yesterday in a bit of detail, the opposite is true. What we've now got in South Australia for the first time, really since the Howard government announced the Air, Air Warfare Destroyer Program, is a continuous shipbuild. We've actually got a program of knowing not just what we're building next, but also what will follow. And that allows industry, but also the workforce, to be able to gear up accordingly. And the rubber always hits the road, Nat, as you well appreciate, in terms of dollars in the budget. And in the past, we've had press releases and announcements about things that may come, but never actually the funding and the budget to build them. And today, we've got that certainty, and that's why certainly last night, um, and throughout the course of yesterday, workers, industry, businesses have been welcoming this announcement. Yeah, and the big thing is workers, obviously. You mentioned that. Developing that workforce and high skills required. Do you think you're going to be able to do that? Yeah. Look, that is the challenge, Nat. I think if we're honest about it, we would acknowledge the fact that uh, we're in a full employment environment. So to be able to double the size of the workforce that is already down at Port Adelaide building these machines uh, is going to be difficult. Um, and it's not just doubling the number of people working there, it's also getting them the requisite skills that are required to build what a highly complex, uh, genuinely world-leading machines of war. Uh, that isn't easy. So one of the initiatives that we're taking as a state government, because we've got to put, put our hands in our pockets too, it's just not up to the Commonwealth, um, is to actually have young people to be able to get a trade while at school. Um, some time ago, we took trade schools out of our high schools, that was a big mistake. We're putting them back in there. And we've got a, one program, for instance, at a school in the western suburbs of Adelaide. We've just opened it up in the last month where a young person's doing the year 12 certificate, but at the same time acquiring uh, a qualification in the hip pocket for a trade. And then walk out of that job, walk, sorry, walk out of school and straight into a job employed by BAE Systems uh, down at Osborne. So they're the types of initiatives we're, that we're investing in, but we're going to need a lot more of it. Yeah, so if you're a family, if your parents watching this this morning and you're in South Australia or even somewhere else, because you can always move, what do you say to your kid if they're a teenager um, or younger about the future and Adelaide shipbuilding? Yeah. Well, this is the key question. We need uh, parents uh, and young people alike to actually know they've now got certainty. And it's not just the frigate program or the air warfare destroyer to follow. It's also, of course, the submarine program, which is coming our way. There is now a job for life. And where we see other parts of the world do continuous shipbuilding um, with some thought in it, and it's supported in a bipartisan way, what you see is people gravitating that industry in the security, knowing that there is a career there for life. Uh, not just a job, a well-paid and secure job. We've now got that certainty, and we want people to put their hand up. And it's not just the blue-collar workforce Matt, it's also the white collar workforce as well. All of the people who do the design, uh, the engineering that sits behind the ship itself is as important, uh, not just to the economy, but to the, the nation 
sovereignty or national sovereignty project that this is. So mm. now's the time to get on board. We desperately need it. And it's not, it's not just about the state's economy, Nat. It really is about our national security and the preservation of it. Yep, and those words, job for life. I thought they'd gone out of fashion, actually, so it's interesting you're mentioning job for life. Um, there you go. South Australia, you've got the Premier saying it's still a thing and it's there in your state. Moving on, uh, your government is introducing uh, new laws ahead of the release of a notorious associate of the bodies in the barrels murderers. Just before we let you go, what are you hoping to achieve here? Look, we've got a high-risk offender regime in South Australia so that for those people who get released from custody because their term of imprisonment ends, they can be subject through a court order to what's called a, an extended supervision order, which allows for ongoing electronic monitoring, uh, those um, being released being subject to a curfew. It's all about trying to put on additional layers of protection post-release. Uh, this particular individual, uh, Hayden, uh, he's done a 25-year sentence uh, it's coming to an end. So now what we're seeking to do is legislate an environment that makes uh, people in a similar category uh, open to that extended supervision order regime. And, but ultimately up to be a quarter to apply. But we've got to do our job as legislators, as, as the political class, to do our work. OK. Premier, thank you for your time today. Cheers.